It's our special guest of the evening, guys, here on Below the Belt Show. We're happy to have a great friend, but also an amazing actress. Wow, she's had so many incredible roles from all different types of genres, from abduction to Fault in Our Stars to Paradise Lost to uh, uh, so many, so many cool projects. Tar, which is a horror film, uh, to American Rust on Showtime. Emily Peachy here on BTB, Below the Belcher. Emily, good to have you. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I was thinking, you know what, I've known Emily for quite a while, but yet I have yet to have her uh, as a guest on Below the Belt show. And uh, you've been how involved. How did we meet? I honestly don't remember how we met. We've known each other forever, but I don't remember <laughs> the exact thing or the exact project. I'm trying to remember myself. And it was probably when you used to do background work. I'm sure that's behind you now. As a, uh, But at one time, it's kind of a rite of passage for many Actors do a lot of background work. You got to do it. You got to, right? I do it, yeah. I figure out which background gig it was. It was definitely something. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> you know, background work is fun to do. It's one of those things that you start out with and, you know, and, you, you know, and it's great to say that you're at a point in your career that, you know, you, you won't do background anymore. And then I think that's kind of like that next level of actor where, you know, that you're going to pass on those type of projects. Yeah, yeah. But it's still great. You know, it's still fun. Especially for big yeah. things, I would still do background work on like shows I really loved, and you know I really would. Okay, well, interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, but <laughs> Emily, just just keep us posted on, on what's been going on with you. Of course, uh, lots of really cool projects. Um, I'm just going down the list here uh, because we, <laughs> I actually had an Emily Peachy marathon. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I watched a few of your projects. Oh my gosh, I love that. Row. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because I wanted to get up to speed on, on, on what you've been doing. And uh, I, I did want to start talk, I did want to uh, start with uh, the fishbowl because I believe uh, Mike the General Zod, my co-host here, he actually watched that film a while ago. I watched it. I watched it. Yeah. Like, Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, when when it first came out. Yeah. Are you local to Maryland or? Yeah, know? yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm in the Baltimore area, and I don't remember the exact uh, the exact context with uh, where I saw it, but I remember really liking it a lot. Like, I loved the cinematography. Like, I didn't I didn't know who you were at the time, which uh, I'm glad I do. But it's like you know, it was. I was really, really struck by like, uh, you know, the cinematography was beautiful, like, and the and the uh, and the story was like really gripping, and I really liked the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was done by a brother and sister duo in you know the Baltimore area, uh, mm -hmm. Alexis and, and Stephen um, Kinagopoulos, and she is just such a brilliant photographer. It's like mm -hmm. her photography is next level. She's one of my favorite photographers ever. And, you know, Steven's a great, uh, he, he wrote the story and, you know, he did such a great job and they're both so passionate. And it was like so many people from the Baltimore area, all these people that I've been working with my entire life. And it was good to all come together on such a special project. It really was. Yeah. It was, yeah. so it was a very pleasant surprise. To yeah. be on the show, and I was looking through your filmography. I was like, "Oh, I remember that movie." <laughs> it's like, uh... but yeah, is there anything that you can bring from Fishbowl, like uh, from your actual experience with religion, or uh, were, did you have to go through anything similar, or can you relate to your particular character? You know, uh, I of Rachel. I haven't 
you know, gone through anything, you know, on the religious side, uh, anywhere near Rachel, but you know, my nature is very much to keep everybody in line. And like, I'm very much Rachel in that way. So, uh, yeah, so I could definitely relate to that, uh, you know, when Belle's sneaking out and I'm not about it. Like that was, that was me in high school pretty much. I was like, guys, (laughs) so you were the girl that defied the rules, right? Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was it was a lot of fun to uh, you know be to be Rachel and to step into that character. And I'm an only child, so I don't have I don't have siblings. And we actually became basically a family on set. Like they really were like my sisters, and uh, that was that was fun too to step into that. Yeah, you worked with Caroline Coleman and Belle Shaquille. I'm um, pronouncing your last name. Um, yeah, she's so yeah. she's the best. Uh, three of you are, are the sisters that have to deal with uh, your father, a very eccentric character who feels uh, that the rapture is coming, the end of the world, um, and <laughs> was being preached by, uh, uh, I guess, a, a fraud preacher uh, by the name, uh, played by uh, Bobby Brown, who's an amazing actor, uh, local here in the DMV. Um, yeah. Uh, and and Rick, Rick, fantastic, fantastic. Rick is so work. good. Rick should win an Oscar for that, in my opinion. <laughs> well, he should win an Oscar for something. He is just so talented. He really is. Right. Fantastic, fantastic job. I was really, really uh, just amazing. You know, this was shot in the DMV. Most of the actors are based in the DMV or yeah. you know had ties to the DMV, which I think is great. Like uh, Mackenzie Aston, who's you know, yeah. kind of a legendary actor has been working a lot, and Delaney Williams from The Wire, and, and then um, George Lucanos, he produced it, and he right. you know, was yeah, so he was you know he mm-hmm. did The Wire and he did The Deuce and all that good stuff. So it was it was cool, and it was it really was like bringing the whole family, the DMV, you know, acting community back together. It was really cool people that I hadn't seen since like Rocket Science, that which filmed you know when I was like in middle school or something. So it was cool. Very cool. And you did another uh, DC-based project um, called Love.com. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that uh, experience. Uh, ch- I checked it out on Tubi TV today. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you look, <laughs> I love I the love glasses the look. look. You had that glasses look. You're, I guess, some kind of like financial advisor of sorts. Yes, it's just yes. so me to the core, just financial advisor. Um, yes, but it was such a fun <laughs> project to be a part of. It was really cool. I actually um, met the people who did that on Fishbowl, which was cool. So it was like one of those projects that kind of like bled into another another one. And it was a lot of people from also The Wire. So it was really cool um, to be a part of. And yeah, one of the people who played one of my sister's boyfriends in Fishbowl actually was in that movie, too. So uh, that's cool um, to see him. And it was it was fun. It was such a good project. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, wait, are we talking about Brandon Thane Wilson? Not Brandon. No, okay. Brandon is like one of my good friends. I also did another project with Brandon. Yes. Like right after that. Yes. Okay. You know? Yeah. Brandon um, we've had on the show before. He's great. Yes. Brandon is so talented. He is yeah. like, I cannot say enough good things about Brandon. He like he is such a an amazing actor and human being. <clears throat> Um, but we actually, Brandon and I actually did a project together like a year and a half ago, um, that he's actually, it was a short that he's actually talking about, um, turning into a feature, uh, which would be really oh, that cool. Would be cool. Yeah. And it has another, uh, DC based actor in it. It was just the two of us and, and his name is Ian Flanders. I think you know him. I think Al, you know yes. him. Yes. 
So he was in it as he well. Friend, so yeah. yeah, that'll turn into something because it was really cool, really fun to do. I would love to see it. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that one when it comes out. Definitely shoot it our way. Um, but yeah, you got the, a chance to be a part of a really cool series on on uh, Showtime. Yes. Uh, called yeah, called American Russ, and you were in episode two. I really loved your character in this, Emily. So funny. Uh, you gave uh, Mark Pellegrino a titty twister. Yes, <laughs> yes. There you go. Literally five seconds after meeting him. So yay. <laughs> it was COVID, so like we did all of our like rehearsals via uh, Skype and Zoom, and. Oh. It, that was like really in the height of COVID. So we were pretty much just like locked in our trailers. Like we couldn't like leave because it was, it was really yeah. just in the middle of COVID. So um, <clears throat> I didn't even meet any of uh, the people that I was working with until right before the scene. Right before the scene. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. And you had to, you know, you had to be close to it. Mark, arm in arm. This is, you know, his girlfriend. Uh, the character is Virgil, right? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, um, you got to give him a titty twister. Uh, you know, this is kind of like the icebreaker. You're <laughs> grabbing yeah. his nipple. Uh, I know. That, that's an icebreaker for you. I will say he is like the chillest human, though, and he was very cool. And, um, you know, I felt like I knew him right away, which was awesome. So that that made things a lot easier, for sure. Yeah, you caused uh, quite quite a drama at the uh, at the wedding there. there you wow. Go. It was fun to be a part of that scene. That was a really fun scene to shoot and make. You know, to be like, yeah. a set, I love sets as opposed to like, I mean, I like both, but I really love working on sets because it's so fun to see how they like put them together. Um, right. You know, all the work and all the detail that goes into it. And uh, it was cool to see. Now, when you mentioned that, the actual wedding venue was was a big set. Was that on a soundstage? It was on a soundstage. Yeah. The whole oh, thing. Wow. Yeah. And it was so fun. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, your car, your character, yeah, got, you know, got into some drama with uh, Mark Pellegrino's character. You ended up punching him, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was cool to, you know, work with, you know, all of the people, all of the stage combat people, and yeah, uh, yeah. There was an intimacy coordinator, which I'd never worked with before. I'd never even right. heard of that, so that was new for me. So that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was it was such a fun project to be on. It really was. Yeah, and uh, Rust actually got renewed for season two. Originally supposed to be a you know end with season one, yeah. didn't get renewed. And then Freebie, which is like the free Amazon and the yeah. new platform that's coming out, they just renewed uh, American Rust for season two. So I'm curious if we'll see more of your character Shoni. She needs to come back. Right. She's yep. got some unfinished business with she with her. Unfinished business, she really does. <laughs> yeah. How was the audition process like for uh, landing the role, Shoni? Uh, you know, it was really weird because I auditioned for that right before COVID started. Our original start date, I had several auditions. I think I had like maybe three, maybe three or so. Um, and our original start date was supposed to be uh, like I think it was like March twenty sixth, twenty twenty. And then they put it on hold and they kept pushing it back. So we didn't think that it was going to happen. And then like a lot of things got switched around and they were like, okay, you know, we're not doing this anymore. Actually we are. So it was a lot of, uh, you know, crossing your fingers to hope that that thing got made, you know, just because like after everything reopened, we were like, you know, do people's schedules align and you know, all that good stuff. So it was really, it was, I, I'm so thankful that it happened. Um, 
And, you know, they were like, well, you need to get vaccinated right away. So I got vaccinated as quickly as I could just to, you know, be on the show. So it was, it was, you know, I'm really happy it got made, but I was definitely sweating bullets there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very cool role. Um, so you've done a lot of stuff in the East Coast, but then you had a really cool film called Tar that you shot in Los Angeles. And I, I got got to check that one out too. It's also on Tubi. Uh, two of your films are on Tubi. Is it? Oh my god, uh, I love Tubi. Yeah, Tar and Love.com love on Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, wow, uh, you're like the final girl, I guess. Character, I guess I just try I to am. stay away from spoilers, I guess. But uh, oh, um, they are alluding to uh, a sequel, so uh, I guess based on. The end of the film where it says, I don't think it's over. I'm not sure. You know, it will be back referring to the monster, but they say they will be back. And uh, yeah, this monster from the La Brea tar pits, which I've seen, it's uh, it's a wondrous sight. It's it's unlike anything I've ever yeah. seen before. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, there, there's got to be some you know, crazy creatures like lurking in that tar, right? I mean, right, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we actually filmed right next to the La Brea Tar Pits, which was cool. So, uh, yeah, it was fun to see. And uh, there's got to be something down there, right? <laughs> I know, absolutely. And we, certainly, we certainly saw that in, in Tar. Uh, did you have fun on set? It looked like the, that was a fun a film to shoot. I did. I had such a great time on that set. Uh, again, we were all, like, very close. Uh, the director, Aaron, um, you know, is a friend of mine. He's awesome. He's so oh, cool. talented. Um we actually met through mutual friends. I was in a movie when I was in college and somebody there introduced me to Aaron and that's how I got this film. So oh. um, it was really cool. Yeah. And um, Were you offered was, the role or did you still have to audition? I still auditioned. I auditioned you know, okay. like twice for it, but I got the audition because of this person who played my boyfriend in this movie gearheads. Ah, there you go. Yeah. I remember seeing that on your reel. Everything's kind of linked, yeah. That's yeah, everything. So that's the thing about being an actor in the industry. You have to keep these connections because your next role could be someone from a previous project that you, you've worked with and always never burn a bridge, too. Never what burn a bridge. Right. Never, ever burn a bridge. I mean, that, that's that's definitely good advice. And I think it's amazing because, you know, you're, you're representing the DMV area, but uh, – I mean, you found a lot of success, uh, you know, in different markets, which is, uh, some people kind of dominate, like the DMV market, New York, um, yeah. but you have pro projects that are seen everywhere. I do, yes. of, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird because I also have like a regular job, like a normal person job. So um, people are always very thrown. My coworkers don't really understand when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm using my PTO to go film a movie. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't get it, you know? <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah, some sometimes uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah. That's so cool. What has been your career highlight? I mean, you've had some really cool projects and just looking at your deal. I mean, some that something that we haven't talked about is Fault in Our Stars. Oh yeah. I mean um, Fault in Our Stars was a huge one. Um this past a lot of fun. fall I auditioned for a film where I would be playing opposite Tom Hanks. And I got to the producer session and it was the coolest thing of my entire life. Um, I didn't get it after that, but it was one of the cooler moments of my life. Wow. Yeah, that would be the highlight? What? That would be the career highlight so far? 
that was one of my career highlights, even though, you know, I ended up not getting the role to make it that far uh, for a role opposite Tom Hanks, you know, and in the room with those people. It was just right. the coolest experience. Interesting. Most people, you're talking about a, a project you almost got, but not quite. But, yeah. but still, yet one of your highlights is very interesting to hear. Yeah, because wow. I was with huge names and I, you know, I was like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, you guys are all like very famous. And I'm, you know, it was just, it was, it was very cool. Sometimes wow. when you don't get it, like, it sounds so cliche, especially like in the yeah. actual world. Like, if you don't get something, it, it, it's still an accomplishment. It really is. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Awesome. What, um, what particular genres would you like to do that you haven't done yet? Like, I mean, we were talking about fandoms like maybe Marvel, Star Wars, DC. Are there's anything in that genre maybe that that you would love to do? Oh my God, I would kill to be in a Star Wars movie. I would absolutely. Yes. Go. Oh, I love Star Wars to the core. I mean, I love like the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean like franchise. Like, I wish they would bring that back. You know. Um, I think they will now that Johnny got won that case. Exactly. Like about <laughs> you know the the original Pirates of the Caribbean was one of my favorite movies ever of all time. And I would, I would kill to be in one of those. And also, and also Star Wars. Like, I mean, you know, you gotta love a franchise. You really do. Yeah. Uh, what, what character uh, in the Star Wars franchise could you see yourself playing? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I would want to be somebody like evil. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Imperial. Yeah. Would you want to, would you want a role where you have to like put on a lot of prosthetics or? Um, oh my yeah. gosh, absolutely. So I actually was in a show called Paradise Lost a couple years where a, couple years ago where I died and I died a pretty brutal death in that um show I got run over by a boat and I was like my body was just all mangled on one side and I was in the chair for I think four or five hours a night and it was so because it is like it is art I mean they are like really just I mean they are so talented and like the amount Mm -hmm. of detail that goes mm-hmm. into that is just it was it was mind-boggling to me i was like this is wild yeah four to five hours wow my add couldn't take that but. oh <laughs> it was funny because you had chair. been like there so long even though you're just like sitting there they're like okay now it's time for your day to start and i was like wait a minute i started like five hours ago <laughs> you know what I mean? but yeah that part was like weird but uh but it was so cool so um, playing an alien would totally be cool because you'd go through that in the makeup chair and putting on like Maybe something like an Ahsoka, you know, like one of those. Yeah. And then you don't want to take it off. Like I would walk into the hotel with all of that still on, and like literally they didn't. Yeah. Even like the people like, <clears throat> like, like, oh hey, I'm like, but look. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what can you tell us of stuff coming out? Because I saw you had some stuff in uh, post production, some stuff in development on your IMDb. Yes, I have a couple stuff like, um, yeah, that's coming up. And then I'm also starting on another project at the end of September that's filming in LA. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, it's a director I've actually, I've never worked with before, but who I, I've i known and who's so talented. So I'm so excited for that. Um, you know, I had mentioned that, you know, the Brandon project is also coming, coming out. Um, yes. Um, I have another one that we are doing with a couple girls um, in LA who are pretty, you know, accomplished actresses. So that's fun because uh, it's a lot of people that I know and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So a lot coming up, but uh, very excited and um, I'm on hold for a project right now that I really, really want. So I, oh, we, rem- 
we know what that's like. Some of us know what that's like. Being pinned or on hold or on a veil. You're just kind of waiting and waiting. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it's like uh, heartbreaking, you know. For me, it's been exactly 50-50. Like every time I've been like pinned or on a veil, um, it's been exactly 50-50. Because people are like, oh, like how often do you get it? And I'm like, literally for me, 50-50. So. Yeah, that's true. That's You should never get too excited until it's an official offer. Exactly. Yeah. Or, exactly. or post on social media. A lot of people exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. You can't ever post unless it's like done deal, unless it's on social yeah. media. You can do it, people, you know? Yeah. If you post something, I'm so excited. I, I got to call back. But no, yeah. you know, you don't want to jinx it, obviously. It's kind of almost just wait for the real thing to happen, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm yeah. very superstitious when it comes to that. So, yes. Very, very much so. Very cool. Well, tell us about your decision to, to leave the East Coast and go out, out West and how, how that's been for you. You know, for me, it needed to happen. I love yeah. the East Coast. My family's there. I still have a ton of friends there, all that good stuff. But the, there's something magical about the West Coast. There really is. I love LA. I really, truly do to the core. It's, you know, <laughs> you never get bored. Yeah, it's crazy and chaotic and people are weird. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have it any other way. You know, as many times I've been in LA, yes. Yes, yes like it's, it's a weird city, and I love it. <laughs> you can go out a, you can go around the bar. will be packed on a Monday or Tuesday night, and you can't really find that in other yes. cities. Yes, yes, it's so or weird. Events, like, you know? I spend a lot of time in Seattle because I also work for Microsoft, and so when I'm in Seattle, it's weird how like the culture is so different because like people here are like employed. Like mm-hmm. and like in LA, like no one's employed. Like you know what I mean? Like people are always like, this project, not project, or whatever. Project, right. like, the people in Seattle, like they have LinkedIn's and like <laughs> things to me. I'm just like, oh, weird. And they say things like, you know, PTO, and I'm like, people in LA, like they're like, they want to get the hell that is. Wanna hang out tomorrow <laughs> at three, at like a Wednesday at three. I'm like, sure. you know, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give to actors that are in the same situation yourself? And I'm, I'm in the same situation as well. Uh, we are pursuing our dreams of acting, but we do have other jobs um, and some full-time jobs. Um, what is any advice for balancing both succeeding in acting and a career? Yeah, you know, the thing that I found um, to be the most helpful is to really go after the projects that you want. Um, there was a time when I would just, you know, audition for anything I can get. And that's a good, that's a good tactic if it's, you know, your, your full-time gig. But, um, I think, you know, picking the roles that you would actually want to take, that you can actually see moving your career forward, you know, that's what you need to focus on instead of just, you know, throwing a bunch of random stuff at the wall and seeing what hits, but really get, you know, maybe a couple of auditions, sure they're just perfect. Awesome. Yeah. That, that's. Probably it. You have to sometimes just say no to certain things too. Yeah. And put you know, in the if, if a project, you know, go above yeah. and beyond for the ones you really want and really do, do your research, research the director, research the producers, see what their style is. Cause a lot of, I mean, you can get, there's so many clues. If you watch, you know, certain directors, movies or writers, movies, you can get so many tips as to their style or their tempo or, you know, um, I've auditioned for like Aaron Sorkin before and like, you know, yeah. called Sorkin speed. You got to go super fast or it's just not going to work. So, um, you know, it's 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 so many clues if you just do your research. 
So was it really gratifying the first time you were able to say no to a project? Like you felt comfortable enough to um, say, I don't really think this is a fit for me instead of the other way around? Yeah. I've actually never said no to a project after I've booked it. I would always oh. say no in the audition phase. So okay. I would know, um, you know, because I, I don't want to ever leave anybody hanging. Because like you said, like you don't want to burn bridges in this industry at all. Okay. But if there is an audition that's coming up and I'm like, you know, I don't know what this is or the pay isn't mm -hmm. enough or it's, you know, you got to pay for your own lodging in the middle of nowhere. You know, you got to do the stuff that you think, you know, that you're either really passionate about or that, you know. Well, you do know. they always do they do they always uh, I've never been on an audition. So do they always disclose that information during the audition? Like, have have you ever been blindsided by that afterwards? I've definitely been blindsided in the past, but I would say like as of the past, like, I, I mean, my agent's wonderful. So they're pretty upfront because they don't want to waste their time and they don't mm -hmm. want to waste the director's time. So nobody wants to waste anybody's time. So, you know, if there's like a role and like, if you're like against doing full nudity, you know, at the very beginning, you know, my agent will ask, is there full nudity? You know, and if it's no, then it's no, no harm, no foul. You know what I mean? And you can just move forward and no one's wasting anybody's time. Okay. Is that something that is a, a hard no for you? No, um, it depends on the project, you know, it really does, because I think there's like a really tasteful way to do it. And of course, you know, if you're in some you know, brilliant film and you're working right. with, you know, if you're uh, on The Wrestler or something and, you know, you're working with Darren Aronofsky and you have to play a stripper, right. that's very different than, you know, playing a stripper in some ultra low budget movie that has two lines and no character development. It's very different. Right. So uh, you need to kind of figure out which one is going to help your career and which one isn't. Okay. Right. Yeah, th things get kind of heated in that uh, tar scene in tar in the in the closet with the. With the oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if we we're going to get some of Emily's peaches, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely did. But I think when you work with people who are just so like professional and so cool, mm. that it's not weird. And like in that situation i was close with aaron so it wasn't right at all right yeah because like you said when you did american rust you had to give mark pellegrino a, a titty twister meeting him for the first time but at least with working with um aaron right from, from yes. tar someone that you're already friends with that that was a lot easier it makes makes the scene go a lot smoother right Absolutely. when you're doing intimate intimate scenes yeah exactly okay. very yeah. cool is there a particular actor uh in Hollywood that you wouldn't mind working with in a similar type Jesse of scene? Eisenberg. I would love to work with Jesse Eisenberg okay. so much. I think he's so brilliant. I think he's just, oh God, I think he's great. I'd love to work with him. Yeah, Social Network is a fantastic, fantastic yeah, film. Yeah. That's like one of my favorites ever. Well, isn't it awesome? It's amazing. It's, 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 so, it's so groundbreaking. It is. I mean, just, just knowing what, what went behind Facebook. Mm -hmm. and the movie is so well done I love that movie everything about that film yeah from the score got some uh, Trent Reznor some Nine Inch Nails which is great well uh, awesome well Emily wow this has been awesome wow thank you so much uh, for chatting with us here on Hello the Belt Show and uh, again uh, congrats on all these awesome awesome projects I hope to see you back on American Rust me too and you got me some too. Unfinished business uh, with Mark Pellegrino, and of course, that's an amazing, amazing cast. I mean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Daniels. Oh my gosh, 
Um, just so so many great great talents. So we'll look out for that because season two, uh, I believe, is shooting in Pittsburgh. So Ooh, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's go, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, Emily, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are, throw out kind of your claims to fames, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Yes, I am Emily Peachy. I was in The Fault in Our Stars, and you were on Below the Belt Show. Awesome. awesome. Emily, thank you so much. I guess we'll do Yay. a photo. Let's do a photo up real quick. All right, on the count of three. Just look straight ahead. One, two, and... Well, Emily, I hope to see you uh, on the east or the west coast. I hope to get out to L.A. soon. I miss Come it. Come out. Seriously, let me know when you're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And likewise, if you're on the DMV. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Emily. Thank Alrighty. you so much. Thank you.